Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Champions League from two-week quarterfinal draws. Oh, yes. From last week? Uh, Yeah, last week. Honestly, yes. It must have been. That's when the draw was. So, um... Okay. We well, have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. About, let's talk about the clear winners of this group, um, which Chelsea? is Chelsea. <laughs> uh, oh, Chelsea, Chelsea is, I mean, to be fair to Chelsea, Chelsea is in form right now. They've been playing very well. They seem to have found their groove under Tuchel. Um, the best possible draw they could have hoped for was to draw Porto. Um, not that Porto is a pushover team, because they're not, but Chelsea is in a form right now that they're not going to be worried about, about Porto whatsoever. I also wonder if Porto, like, gave all the, I mean, they did give all they had against Juventus, like, not, like, in a yeah, bad way, no. but, like, they, no, I sometimes agree. you like, have, like, do they let, have it in them let down. to yeah. do that again? I yeah. will be rooting for them, so maybe that extra support will push them over the edge. I mean, I think it, I, 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 I think that it could be entertaining if Chelsea goes into it thinking that it's the easy... Like, if, if you were to look at this, you'd be like, oh, Chelsea's a shoe-in. So I feel like if yeah. they look at it like that, which I'm not saying they will, but... I don't think that they, they will look at it like that. I don't think they've had a good enough of a... They've been playing well recently, but they haven't had a good enough of a season yeah. that I don't think they're going to be riding too high or anything like that. But yeah, that's true. not a whole lot to say about that matchup other than the clear favorite in that matchup is... Should be Chelsea. Chelsea. So the winner of that will play the winner of... Madrid, Liverpool. <laughs> Honestly, what a and game that's going like, to be. <laughs> really, those are the four teams that are on that side of the bracket, you know? But also, the Real-Liverpool match is just going to be so funny because they're both not playing well, but they're also, like, both kind of they're playing They're both not well. playing well. Okay, but here's something that I didn't realize about Real Madrid. Um, Ramos hasn't been playing yeah he's been injured yeah I like spaced was, out about I knew that. that was a thing because that's why like, they've been playing so badly that's why they're bad like yes. when he's back they're gonna be good now like he's their whole team like he's literally like their offense midfield and defense and their goalie <laughs> he is he's literally their goal scorer their captain their coach their like he is he's the whole team he's the whole team Okay. Is he going to so, be back for this? Yeah, he's back now, I think. He, go, he came back, like, the, in the most oh. recent La Liga game, I think. Oh, I didn't know he was back. I thought he had another couple of weeks. Oh, well, then. I, I think he's back home. now. I mean, don't root me on Real Madrid like, in this sure. game. <laughs> well, that's what I'm like. I'm like, do I root for Real Madrid right now? Like, Honestly, who would, I'm, like I'm like, who would I rather play in the final? Hmm. I don't know. Most? Who knows? Honestly, because like, honestly, I hope don't know Chelsea which... or Porto beats them. Whichever, whoever wins the Chelsea Porto game, I hope that's who wins the semifinal. The thing is, is though that if you meet Real or Liverpool in the final, you don't know what team you're going to get, especially well, for I mean. Liverpool. That's what I mean. So what I'm saying is I want whoever wins Chelsea Porto, I want them to win the semifinal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100. Oh, obviously. Yes. Completely. Completely agree with that. I see what you're saying. Okay. Now, but anyway, let's just say that that's one half. That being said, bracket. that's one half of the table. So half of the half of the bracket is Those mediocre teams. at best Liverpool, Real Madrid, Porto and Chelsea. <laughs> and the other okay. half of the bracket this is, so stupid. is <laughs> the two best teams in Europe, PSG and Dortmund. So, you know, Dortmund has uh Dortmund has Man City um this is a struggle for me as a human as a fan because my German team is Dortmund and my English team is City now obviously I'm going to be rooting for City because City is above Dortmund in my overall team hierarchy but also because City has a better chance of winning the whole event than Dortmund does I was saying this when the draw came out in that I think if Dortmund was on the other side of the bracket, they'd actually have a pretty good shot of getting yes. to the final. And agree. I don't think it would be out of the question for Dortmund to wit to beat either or City 
and or Bayern, but I don't think they could do it twice. Like much like we were just talking about Porto, whether did Porto do everything like is that like Dortmund, I think like could take down city, but if they took down city, they wouldn't have enough in them to take down Bayern. So, I, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah, do you yeah. see what I'm saying? So I just don't, I, I mean, they played Bayern how many times this year and Bayern just is impenetrable. I, I don't know. Bayern I has up to play Dortmund. Bayern always turns up to play Dortmund and Dortmund does not always turn up to play Bayern. So <laughs> honestly, you know, Bayern, to... when Bayern stumbles, they don't stumble when they're playing Dortmund and they do stumble, but it's yeah, not. But they also stumble and then just like go back. <laughs> Whatever the last Bayern game was, Alfonso Davies got a red card in the first 17 oh, in minutes. The and then, minute. then Lewandowski and then was like, oh, screw Lewandowski had a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. But honestly, but I then again, see... but they've also lost to like bottom of the table teams in the Bundesliga this year. So like they're I, an I don't... they don't make any if, yeah. like I think that like they, they're they more win when they need to. They do. Like, they show up when they need to. They like, lose stupid games, but they win the games that they need to win. So the Bayern PSG matchup, I the rematch feel of the final. Really confident that Bayern is gonna kick PSG. It's me into knocking the on dirt. some wood just to make sure, just in case, I mean, you know. Well, the reality is, as a City fan, I'd rather play PSG than Bayern. So like, you're not but, rooting for PSG in that game, though. No, are I'm you? not. I'm not. Okay. I'm, no, 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 okay. no, 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 I'm not. But I'm saying, so. like, I would, I like Bayern significantly more than I like PSG. Like, oh, you're just saying they're but, an easier opponent. Yeah. But if I'm like, okay, who is, who do I feel more comfortable beating in a semifinal? Oh, yeah, PSG. PSG. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? But like, that's not to say that, like, I want PSG to win. Like, I frankly would like to beat Bayern. <laughs> like, I would that just be, be, I mean, you know? okay, so backing up, I think the Dortmund City game will be entertaining to see. I think it'll be how, interesting to see how uh, Holland, how the city backline handles Holland. Yeah, and whether or not Dortmund will be able to sustain like a semi-organized defense against City's possession, and that's a to get Holland the ball because I feel like they yeah. kind of can't do that. But like, so I think that Dortmund's biggest concern is going to be the fact that they don't have a solid enough defensive exactly. structure yeah. to, to be able to deal with the rotating front five of Man City and I right. do want to talk a little bit actually about this rotating front five because a lot of people it's come up a lot in discussion about like City playing without a number nine and then sort of on top of that do do they yeah. even need a number nine and I've heard some I was listening to another podcast last week um that was some interesting discussion of is what City is doing without a number nine sort of the precursor to a change in in overall philosophy where a team does not require a number nine? But I think that it isn't. And I want to explain why it isn't. Because the only reason that City can, and when I refer to their, their rotating front five, right, I'm talking essentially who that is most likely to be, right? is some combination of Sterling, Mares, Foden, uh, Gundogan, Bernardo Silva, and Kevin De Bruyne. So that's six guys, right? Oh, yeah. And that's not including either of the two, or um, that's not including Aguero or Jesus, who are obviously number nines. And that's also not including Fran Torres, who is a winger. But is Torres- injured? No. Oh, he just hasn't been playing. He just hasn't been playing a ton, but oh, he okay. could okay. he could slide into that that rotating. So essentially, you've got six to seven guys that you can stick in what I've been calling the rotating front five, three man attack line, and your two offensive midfielders. Are you saying that you them. can incorporate Aguero and Jesus into that? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm okay, not talking. Okay, okay. I'm completely so disregarding sure. Aguero and Jesus completely. Okay, but okay, that okay. front five, right? So you've got any of those, you know, six guys that I just listed off can play. Yeah. You know, you start them in whatever position, but it ultimately doesn't matter because what you're, those five guys are going to move in and out of those positions the entire game. Then none of them are, you know, just because De Bruyne starts in the the 10 position doesn't mean he's going to stay in the 10 position. Just because Foden starts on the left wing, him and everyone else, he's going to drop in. Somebody else is going to go back outside. They're going to come forward. 
Foden's going to play as a false nine, but then drop into the midfield and go out onto a wing. Like, right, right. but the thing is, and it's so difficult for defenses to deal with, particularly a non-solid defensive line. So I think if they, if City plays that way against Dortmund, Dortmund is going to have a really hard time. Like a yeah. really hard time. Yeah, they don't have a defense to be able, and they just did you just see that Zagadu is injured too? I, they just don't yeah. have a defense. So, they they won't be able unless Holland so, like decides to score a hat trick in the first five minutes, and even then, I don't. I think mean, that like Dortmund, win. Dortmund doesn't have the if if they decide if City decides to approach the game that way, which I don't think it would be unreasonable to think that they would. They've played like that quite a bit. Yeah, recently. I don't see why not. Yeah, um, Dortmund would have a very hard time with that. But going back to what I was saying about like. Do we do I think other teams are gonna start to do this? All right. I don't think so. And the reason is because I just listed off six players who can play all essentially four of those positions, right? You have to have a guy who can play as a center mid as a center midfielder, an attacking central midfielder on either of the wings and as a center forward, whether that be as a true nine or a false nine. You have to have a guy that can play in any of those four positions on the fly, be intelligent enough as a player to be able to rotate in and out without being coached on what to do enough chemistry between your players to be able to do that. The individual skill level to be able to pick passes, make runs, finish. Like most teams don't have five. They don't have enough people. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, city has enough, guys that they can do that and then still have people that can come off the bench like most teams don't have the personnel to be able to function in that way and so I don't think it's something that we're going to see wide widespread Um, but I do think it's kind of interesting that that what they've been talking about in the sense that because it's come up in the sense funnily enough as City is playing Dortmund in the sense of do City even need Holland and here's the thing about that (laughs) City doesn't need anyone, but at the same time, everybody needs Holland. Yes, like, exactly. You want him. You know, like, you ev- want him. like nobody doesn't need Holland. That's an You would take him over just about anyone. I would take him over anyone. So, you know, I, and I don't think that City playing this rotating five, front five, is something that is ever going to be something that they play every single game, game in and game out for entire seasons. I think it it came about with the fact that they had both of their nines yeah, they both their nines were injured, injured and then underperforming. And yeah. they had to figure out how to w- a way to score goals. So this is the solution that they well, came the up with. with. And the thing with City too is that they have so many good players who kind of play the same position, right? And the yeah. goal is to get as many of your best players on the pitch at the, the same field. time, yeah. which is what Pep is doing with this formation with this rotating front five but like if you had Holland you you would want him on the field so like you would want him on the field he'd play in your number nine and you know maybe that rotating five would turn into a rotating four with a fixed number nine like exactly maybe that's what would happen and I think you know City has always been fairly fluid in there particularly because they don't have a ton of wingers they had a lot of attacking midfielders that have been converted to play as wingers and by that, I mean Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden. Um, so, you know, like, I think it's fun to talk about this sort of rotating situation because it's not something that you see very often, but um, no, it's yeah. fun. And I think it certainly gives defenses trouble. But um, yeah, I think it'll be, I mean, again, it'll be interesting. Essentially, as back to the Champions League, like, yeah. If all goes as expected, the semifinal is going Should to be, be Bayern, Bayern, City. Bayern City. And if all goes as expected, the winner of that game wins the Champions League. And if I should say that I think that everyone, when this came out, were a little disappointed because... That they were on the same side, yeah. Because honestly, I think at this entire season, or not the entire season, but since City's dominance in the Premier League became Since about obvious, December. Um, everyone's been talking about Bayern and City being the two best teams in Europe and just yeah. the the anticipation of potentially having that as a final. So yeah. it's a little bit of a letdown to see that that game probably will maybe happen in the semifinals. And I think that everyone will kind of view that as the game to watch or the games because yeah. there will be two. Um, 
comparably. I mean, they still have to each win individually. Like, they I mean, have to like, win their games, like but. very much. This is all with the caveat of like, if things go as ex- as you would expect, it's expected that that's what's but it's the ch- it's the Champions League. So who knows what the fuck? <laughs> knows you know, like going to happen. Way crazier things have happened. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like. So, like, nobody's saying that this is a given, but should things go as expected, barring major upsets, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. PSG beating Bayern would be a major upset. Dortmund beating City would be a major upset. Like, yeah. barring major upsets, the winner of the semi, the winner of those, like, Bayern and City are going to play in the semifinal, and the winner of that game is going to win the final. Yeah. Um. So, I mean... They're going to be, honestly, they're going to be good games. Like, Real Liverpool is going to be good. I feel like City Dortmund sure. could be the least entertaining of them all if City just runs them over. Bayern yeah. PSG will probably just be entertaining because, like, they have good players. And Porto Chelsea, honestly, if Porto comes out the same way they played Juventus, that's going to be a really fun game. I mean, I think that with this draw, Dortmund is going to be, is going to, it wouldn't shock me. If Dortmund went, we need to put all of our focus on getting back into the top four in the Bundesliga so that yeah. we have a Champions League spot for next year. Because yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like they, I don't think they're going to be putting a whole all of their eggs in the Champions League basket because they are not in Champions League position right now in the Bundesliga. So they need to win. They also just have Bundesliga so many games. injuries. So many injuries. They do. I just they feel do. Like they're but they like never to... like getting a grasp on the season. But, but they need to they need to win Bundesliga games. So I, I wouldn't surprise me if they not all that concerned with the Champions League. Honestly, if they had been drawn like where Chelsea was, I'd be like, oh, they might care. But like Well, yeah, because I think on the in a similar position in the league, Liverpool will be super happy about their draw and go, we could get to the final and anything can happen in a one game. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. if we get to the final, anything can happen. Well, that's the so, thing. Yeah. So, so Liverpool, I think, will throw in with the Champions League a bit more because they they have a shot. Honestly, they have a shot with their with their setup in the in the league. They have a shot, and they'll think that that there's a better shot of that than them getting into the top four in yeah. the Premier League. So, yeah. if you're if you're looking at how are we going to stay in the stay in the Champions League next year. Liverpool's best bet is to win the Champions League and Dortmund's best bet is they can get back into the top four in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my Champions League takes. It'll be fun games. There will all be fun games, so that'll be good. ESPN put out their, is it the first ever? Yeah, first ever top 50 ranking of women footballers. Um, do we want to start 20 20 years late but you know at least we're getting here sometime um do we want to start at the end or do we want to start yeah start at the beginning start at the end okay let's start at the end um so number 50 is ellen white um just do like i just want to i just want to start specifically because i do want to talk about ellen white being number 50 we can just sort of talk about people we feel like are like yeah yeah, that's that's what i was going to suggest that's what i was um yeah go ahead I'm a bit surprised that Ellen White is 50. I, I don't think I would put her at top 20, but I, I think I would have expected her more in the, the high 30s, maybe. I don't know. Uh, not because I specifically think she's better than anyone else specific on this list, but just because she is good. She's a very prolific goal scorer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah. yeah. Although, to be fair, she hasn't had a great, a super has, consistent year. Um, City is women. Less. City women have a lot of forwards, and she's yeah. been sort of displaced by Georgia Stanway, um, who I don't yeah. know if, if she's on this list, but if she's not, she should, she should be. be. I'm pretty sure but, I saw her on here. But we'll we'll get there. Um, I think likewise. Okay, who else is on this list? That Van de Donk. Van de Donk. Is another player that I think if she had a better season, she'd be higher, she's but been, she hasn't, she hasn't been, she's been um, injured a lot, hasn't she? Like she yeah, hasn't, she hasn't played found a, ton. a consistent place in Arsenal's midfield, which is kind of surprising because last year she was like always in yeah. a little bit I don't really injured. Know what, I'm not super surprised she's She hasn't seen a ton there, of playing but, time this year. She's a very, very good player, but hasn't seen a ton of field time. Um, yeah. Steph, Steph Houghton, I 
Steph Hatton and Becky sense. Sauerbronn both actually, I yeah. would have would personally rate higher than forty five and the other. But they are center backs, so. Uh, yeah, I was going to say good. I was trying to see if there was any other center backs ahead of them. Because I, I, I think those are two of the. I, I bet Wendy Renard is is ahead of them. Yeah, that's what I was like, trying to find. I, I mean, I think. I think oh yeah, she's probably, eleven, so that yeah. makes sense. Wendy Renard. Well, Wendy Renard is ooh, Wendy Renard. <laughs> but, to be you that. know what I mean? But like, I, I probably don't know every single person on this list. Although I probably know most of them. I don't know most but of them. I think them. I would place Becky Sauerbrunn and Steph Houghton higher on this list although I will say in all fairness the and any players that play in the NWSL probably got a a bit of a shtick this year in this year because the NWSL didn't have a ton of games in the last year they haven't played a ton yeah I also think that the WSL had that short little tournament over the summer I haven't paid any attention to that they played like a little bit sort of in the summer and the fall but they really haven't had a lot of games yeah sort of since quarantine started so I do think that NWSL players and in this case Becky Sauerbrunn do get a bit of a the short end of the stick as far as that goes they just haven't had as much opportunity to show themselves so but you know Steph Houghton has had plenty of playing yeah, she's been playing at well. city so yeah, i yeah, she's been doing well i'd rate her a little bit higher um, but maybe because she's a center back and they don't like center backs yeah maybe next up uh, espn do your nice little uh uh by position rankings yeah please. yeah Por favor. actually don't because because we hate those things because but... we hate them but still it would be still be fun <laughs> It would be fun to talk about. Beth England is also in from 41 to 50, and so is uh, Aslani. Those are both definitely, I would say, top 50 players in the world, but I do not have no particular. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I don't know like enough specifics, okay. but let's I would go, say let's move on to 30 to 40. 31, 31 to 40. To 40. Um, Megan Rapino is sitting at 40. Um, which I feel like is a pretty fair ranking for her yeah, at this I'm point. She, again, much like Be- Becky Sauerbrunn, has not played very much in the last year. Um, just Yeah, you know, and the, I only saw her with, when they played those few games, the U.S. Women's When the U.S. Women's National I honestly wasn't super impressed with her, she's, but it could have been. I mean, honestly, she's at the end, she's at the end of her career. She's yeah, how old? Yeah. She's in her 30s. She's old enough that she, I, I, I mean, honestly, a lot of, these players probably were planning to retire after the 2020 Olympics and then tried to hold yeah. on for, for the Olympics Because they're going to play the Olympics now. So I do think yeah. we're going to see a rash of U.S. women's national team retirements yeah. after the and Olympics. And I think that's fine. Like, I think, that, and I like, think that's fine. I, yeah. I think Megan Rapinoe has done so much for the U.S. women's national team yeah. we, for so many things. Love. I think that, I mean, yeah. she's an icon. We love her. I think yeah. 40 is fair for her. I um, I, I think 38 for Alex Morgan is also fair, given yeah. that she didn't see a ton of time. She looked good when she did see she playing time three for the U.S. Games at Tottenham. Team and oh. Tottenham, but she did yeah. show up injured and didn't have, you know, have, and given that she gave birth. She literally like, just had a baby. So <laughs> like <respect>. 38, <laughs> I, I'm good with that 38 for her. Um, Marta, I think, is an all is another one that I think got done a little dirty by the lack of NWSL time. Yeah. Um, just because she hasn't had a ton of opportunity to play. Marta's also, I know, on the older end, but she's an icon. She's just um, like gonna be on the list as long as she plays. I feel like she's you know, like she deserves. She's an icon. She she's an icon. So she's an icon. We love her. Um, Diani, I think. Okay, yeah, Diani, Erickson, Marjorie, yeah. I don't have Kim Little. I feel yeah, pretty, Kim Little's. Pretty I feel good. pretty. Good. I feel pretty okay about this. Yeah, um, I, I'm not feeling like I'm gonna have too many. Like, oh, this shouldn't be. Oh, Abby Dahlkamper is 29. Abby Dahlkamper is is 29. It surprises me that she is rated higher than Sauerbrunn and Houghton. I'm um, surprised about Houghton. Maybe not Sauerbrunn. Particularly Houghton, but due to play, due to like amount of time to play. Yeah. But I am surprised that she's rated higher than Houghton. I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I yeah, am a bit true. surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised just because she has, she's played very well at city, but she's only been at city for a couple of months now. So yeah, I don't know. It's I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I am surprised though. Um, yeah. Leek Mertens, Mertens at eight. She's very good. I love her. 
I but love I'm also in love with just about every single Dutch football player. We, so yeah, we're very obsessed. Honestly, with the Dutch honestly, team honestly, team but too, also so. the men and the women, between, both the men and the women. Let me just like. Between Frankie de Jong, uh, Viviana Miedema, <laughs> Daniel Van de Donk, Leif Martins. Like, Honestly, just... I, just, I just root for Holland all the time. I'll, yeah. I'll go off of Viviana Miedema when we get to her. But anyway. Um, okay. Um, 26 right. is Kristen Press. So that's another one. I, I feel like this is a bit of a low ranking for Kristen Press. I, I think that Kristen Press has performed really well at Man U. Um, and very well with the U.S. Women's yeah, National Team. She played team really well in those past couple of games with the National In the last couple of games I've seen her play, and I know she's had a good year with, with Man U. I, I'm trying to think if I, I watched I Arsenal play Man U, a, and I forget if she was playing in that game. I don't know how much playing time she gets, but I know that of the playing time she's gotten, she has she's been playing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched. I do. I feel like 26, I, I would put Kristen Press in my top 25. Um, yeah. Oh, but she's not. Sorry, I was about to say she is, but she's 26. She's 26. Sorry. Sorry. So Sorry. I, I ignore, ignore me. I can't read. I would personally place her ahead of number 25, Caroline Weir. I yeah. like Caroline Weir. I think it becomes so hard, like, once you get to, like, like, is there any difference, honestly, between 25 and 26? Like, probably not. But I could agree no, with you. No, but I would rate Press, could press be. ahead of Carolyn Weir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. But, um, so, yeah. So that's the first, that's the first player we've gotten to that I really think should have been rated I higher. I think that she should probably have been on the next page. Um, Lindsay Horan or Alex Pop is at 24. Um, I always forget about her because, <laughs> but, but then I remember because do you remember that game? I don't remember which of the world cups it was in, but she got her like face split open and they just like, oh, and just, yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. She's legendary. Like, I forgot about like, that. Like she's a badass. Like she's a, she's a badass. So I haven't, seen, I haven't seen her play seen recently, her. but I haven't seen yeah. a lot of these people play, but trying. Uh, Lindsay Horan is 23. I feel like that's a pretty fair rating for her. She yeah, hasn't seen a ton of game time this year, but looks good when she has. Um, who else is there? Yeah. Okay, let's go to the top 20. 11 through 20. Eugenie Le Sommer is the number 20. I love, I love her for no reason. <laughs> I always mix up her and Amandine Henri just because oh, they well, kind of honestly, look, they're yeah. built really similar. Like they're both blonde French women and they're built yeah. really similar. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know she plays for Lyon. Yeah, I, I honestly haven't watched that much Lyon. I watched a bit of Lyon PSG actually earlier this week. I think it was a replay, but I watched a bit yeah. of that Lyon PSG yeah, yeah. Um, She's good, you know. Um, okay, who's next? Jennifer Hermoso. She's very good. I don't know where she's playing right now. I don't think I've seen her play since I know. Spain I know. at the World Cup. Does she play I think on... she's in Spain. Does she play on Barca? She does play for Barca. Yeah. Hell yeah. She's I definitely good. just she's watched the Barca good. game. I should have known the, that. I mean, she's the best player on Spain. I wasn't sure if she had left. Um, but she's she's there. definitely the best player on Spain's women. Oh, she's so the good. Spanish national team. Yes. Um, uh, Amandine Henri is at number sixteen. Gotta love her. And um, while I'm again, this is, here's another one that I'm not mad about, but I am kind of surprised. Rose Lavelle is at fifteen. Oh, I, I was that was like the surprise yeah. about it is because she has had a really hard time getting in the game at Man City. Yeah, I that's what I was going to say. No, why? She, I And to be fair, like, I don't know why she's not getting in the games at City. I, like, she I was really injured. Don't. She, well, she point. was for, but it's been a while. And but they were also, they had said they were trying to manage her playing yeah, because they were worried of it becoming more a systemic thing. But she's definitely not having as good of a time as Sam Lewis is. And I just think yeah. that honestly, I mean, like, the City team is really good. So the coach the team is really good. Like, I'm not saying, like, Rose Lavelle isn't I mean, good enough. I, like, she's good enough to play in that team, but it might, maybe it's chemistry, maybe it's personnel. I, like, it, they, maybe it's they, the, those maybe it's the way that, that they want to play. Rose Lavelle yeah. does play a very possession. Exactly. It could just and depend. I mean, like, and, I mean, uh, 
I personally think Roosevelt is one of the best midfielders in the world, like unquestionably. Yeah. And so I don't think 15 is too high of a ranking for her, but I, I am surprised given the amount of playing time that she's gotten that yeah, she is. I agree. High. Yeah. Um, I would agree. Tobin Heath is 13. She's yeah. played phenomenally at Man at Man U. Yeah, I think so that, that's, that doesn't that shock I, me. I same with Fran Kirby at twelve. I Fran Kirby. Um, yeah, Fran Kirby's played really, really well. Wendy Renard at eleven is Legend. she's Wendy. It's Wendy Renard. It's I love Wendy her. Renard. You know, <laughs> sorry, I love all okay. these people. Let's go okay. top ten, starting top at number ten. 10. Uh, Dabinia. So now I'm a bit more confused. Not because I don't think, not because Dabina isn't fantastic. She is fantastic. But again, hasn't played a ton. The NWSL has not had a ton of play in the last year. Yeah, but maybe they weren't really taking, they might not have been taking that into account fully. Well, so what I'm saying is if they weren't, then Becky Sauerbrunn should be rated higher. Well, right. No, I agree with you on that. I think that you're totally right. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like their list makes sense if you're saying, well, they haven't had a ton of play time, but then why is Dabinia so high? I'm not like, I'm not saying I don't think Dabinia is high. Who knows? I have no idea. That's fine. But it's a, it's a, number nine. Yeah. Number nine is Carolyn Graham Hanson. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. I would agree with that. Honestly, I'm sorry. I don't think Julia is. Do you want to say something about Graham Hanson? No, no, no. I'm saying I don't think Julia deserves to be an eight. I kind of agree. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't think she's, I mean, I think before quarantine, she was playing so, so well, but I just don't think in the last couple of outings for the U.S. Women's National Team. I have not been impressed by her. I have not been particularly impressed by um, her. I think this is a really, really generous very rating generous. for Julie Ertz. Um, yeah. It's I think it's a really, really generous rating for Julie Ertz. Yeah. Yes. Ron. Marzen. Yes. She's at she's at Leon. Leon right now. Leon. Yeah. She's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. She's been she's... fantastic for years. Um we, we I love her am too. so proud of Crystal. <laughs> Dunn. Dunn. I'm yeah, so honestly, proud of her. Honestly, I just don't care. Like so if anyone deserved to be number six in the world and I didn't think they would get the recognition, it was Crystal yeah. Dunn. Crystal Dunn is place? so good. Yeah. She's been playing so well. She's so good. She I also love has her. just not, she, she has just not world. been given, like, she's not been given the credit that she deserves for, for switching years. from a forward to an outside back. Yeah, like, you don't do that. You go the opposite from, direction, but yeah. not that way. She's, she went from a winger to an yeah. outside back, it's and she's one of the best outside backs in the world. Yeah. I mean, you see something. And she younger. didn't start playing there until like four years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you see, like, like, Alfonso Davies moved back, like, right, like, Byron moved him back, but, like, he also did that when he was, what, 18? Like, that's I mean, Crystal Dunn played as like... a, you know, he, he did that as, like, before he was at a senior, senior team level, you know? Crystal Dunn was playing as a winger for the U.S. women's national team. Yeah, they and like, then they were like, hmm, what if we stick you, like, back? like, what if you stick, we stick you as, um, at right back? Like, what if yeah. we just did that? Yeah. And she was like, I mean, like, I guess. And then she killed it. Yep. We love it. We love it. Totally agree. Good job. Um, number five is Lucy Bronze. Now, yes. Do you I not like agree? No, yeah, no, no. I, I like have, Lucy Bronze. I have an but interesting My sister, my sister it? thinks Lucy Bronze is the most overrated player in world sports. I, okay. <laughs> so. Which I feel like is a bit of a dramatic. I think that's dramatic. I do wonder sometimes if she's everything that she's cracked up to be. But I I wouldn't go that extreme. I don't think that I would say she's like massively overrated. But I do think that she is still riding riding a bit on the coattails of how well she played a couple of years ago. Yes, I completely agree. I think that a couple years ago, she was unquestionably the best outside back in the world and unquestionably one of the top five women's national women's players yeah. in the world. Yeah. And I do think she's continued to ride on those coattails a little bit. I, I still think she's very good. I think she's definitely top 15 still. I don't yeah. know that I would put her top five. Yeah, I agree with you. I think at this point in their careers, I would rate Crystal Dawn ahead of her. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, she's ahead of Crystal Dawn on reputation, right? Like, yeah. there's, I mean, there's I think Lucy, no Bronze, Lucy Bronze is this high on reputation, which, yeah. which is, is fine to like, a certain point. She's had a phenomenal career. She's a great player. And but again, we don't even know, like, we don't know. This is the first time they've done these rankings. I don't, we don't know, like, the methodology. So, like, it might just be yeah, more when than did, When like, did they when, start? exactly like how are they doing this and obviously it's really difficult to rate players when you're rating them from all over the field so exactly yeah so it's hard but maybe a little hot okay number four is harder lovely we'd love to see it i agree okay top three top three (laughs) now i feel like i feel like if you and i were gonna pick a top three this is the top three that we would have picked i don't know if we would have picked this order i don't think we would have been able to order them no, I, no, I because I'm in like, love with these two are the of them. best three, and then everybody else. But I would look, not have been able to order them because I'm in love three. with two of them. Like number three I'm, is like, the love of Rachel's love. life, Vivian Nidaba. <laughs> Honestly, the sad thing is that her and Sam Kerr. Number are the two love of my is life. the other love of Rachel's life, Sam Kerr. <laughs> and number one is America's sweetheart, the Tower of Power, Sam Mewis. I mean, I love Sam Mewis too, not on the level of which I like love. Current meet him up because you know I'm. <sighs> I have absolutely no issue with the top three here. I have no issue at all. I'm so happy. I'm like very think, content. I'm like this I think looks that good. They're pretty clearly have been the best three players in women's soccer in the last year. Yes. May I say also just to note, all three of them are in the. Sorry, I was off. Oh, Top four, top five are all in the WSL. Sorry, kept yep. moving down. I realized that you could sit top five keep are doing that. all in the WSL. Um, I think that that is something that speaks a lot to the improvement so the WSL much. has made. Yes. U.S. men, hello. Uh, so, Chinya, guess you're quite good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's talk can about... Say, can I just say... Um, to just briefly say that we were laughing that our, our U23 team lost because our U23 team is playing as our first team because yes. our best players are under the age of 23. Um, yes. Just to preface, they played Jamaica. They started um, an interesting lineup to say the least considering okay. who they had. Um, I want and to talk do you about... want to speak slightly to why it was a little weird? Yeah, I do. I'm going to open up my Twitter because I tweeted quite a bit during this game. (laughs) And just full disclosure, one of the things that I tweeted during this game was that this is a Burhalter hate account Um, (laughs) because I do hate him. But that's sort of just, just as an overall note, as we go into discussing the men's national team, the first thing I tweeted was, can someone please explain to me how you have Gio Reyna, Brendan Aronson, Christian Pulisic in your squad, and Leggett and Acosta are starting in your midfield? <laughs> look, 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 look. There were three guys that played on Thursday that play in the MLS, okay? Acosta, Leggett, and Aaron Long. Long came out fairly early for Chris Richards. And I don't dislike Aaron Long. He's my least favorite. Kellen Acosta and Leggett played like the whole game. Maybe. Can someone, I need someone to explain to me. I need someone to explain to me what Greg Berhalter's hard on is for Sebastian Leggett. Like, he needs to look like he's trying to favor the MLS in some fashion. But this man, this man not only always makes the rosters, but always plays 90 minutes. Like what the fuck? Like how old? Like, he's twenty-eight. He's or okay. No, 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 no. This is a twenty-eight-year-old who has only ever played in the in the MLS. He tried to make a goal of it at West Ham in his late teens and early twenties. I did the googling. Okay, I did my background knowledge. <laughs> did not play a single game for West Ham. He could not get on the field Before for West, West Ham. Ham. Was good for West Ham. Get out of here. What are you doing playing 90 minutes? And I heard someone say, someone was tweeting, oh, it's about the experience. You don't want to, you know, like 
We get have more experience than Brendan Aronson. No, no, no. I'm no, no. I'm. They're saying like, oh, he oh. has more experience. Like that's why he's playing. This is a friendly. It's a friendly. Also, I'm sorry. Did you see Aronson play once he came in? Did you see Brendan Aronson on the field? <laughs> I'm sorry. He's playing at Salzburg. That's more experience than anyone's gonna. It doesn't matter. They're like stop. It's enough. These okay. Kids are good. The Acosta. The the Acosta thing. I can. I can excuse because they didn't have a six in their lineup and he played in the six. So I can, I can forgive that. Okay. I can forgive that. If that had I happened, then either Tyler Adams or McKinney had if, been on the roster, I would have. We'd have a really big problem. But go fight. <laughs> we, they don't have a six. They don't have a six. So I can forgive Kellen Acosta playing as their starting six. Okay. I can, I can accept Aaron Long. I can accept it. I'm not, yeah, I don't fine. have to be happy about it. I would yeah. prefer Chris Richards, but I can accept it. Um, yes. Sebastian Leggett, and 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 somebody's gonna be like, "Hockey, he scored two goals." I'm like, "Okay, but did you actually see the goals that he scored?" Because I'll tell you, they were created by Brendan Aronson. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you, he didn't do jack shit to help create those goals. And anybody who was standing in the position, anyone who was standing in the position that he was in, damn well better have scored. Yeah, but he had it scored. What? That's my gripe. That's my gripes with him. But um, I don't think that man should even sniff the the U.S. men's national team with the men that they have. But let's talk about the people that I do like, um, which is everyone else. Um, But let's talk about them a little bit generally. Okay, so they had... They had Dest playing on the left. Left. Which is a Not choice. Not where he plays for Barca, but you know. He plays on the right. And here's the here's the thing about We've this. discussed this I before thought, about what side he should play on. Yeah, but not on the podcast, I don't think. Um, oh, sorry. That's true. I <laughs> Dest is good on either side. That's indisputable, really. Uh, and I thought that Des was their best player Thursday night. Um, I would agree. Yes. Or Thursday afternoon, I guess it was. Whatever, but yeah. uh, he was their best player. And, but I will say, and and it's not that Reggie Cannon, like, didn't look fine at right back, right? Like, he looked fine. Yeah. But I will say that I don't, basically, I think that the, the issue is, right? I think Reggie Cannon is marginally better as an outside back than Anthony Robinson, right? But Reggie Cannon is a right back and Anthony Robinson is a left back and Des yeah. can play either side. So yeah. while I get that Reggie Cannon is marginally better than Anthony Robinson, yeah, I, I do think Maybe it's just. worth noting that Dest is better on the right than he is on the left. Yeah. So the so what Burhalter essentially decided with the way that he lined up is that he would rather Dest play at you know ninety percent and Cannon yeah. than Dest at a hundred percent and Robinson. I think, and actually, I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with that either. I think they're gonna have to decide if Dest plays better with Pulisic or if he plays better with Reyna. Well, they're just gonna decide which side he plays. Like they might like. But are you? I would say I want to talk more about that too because I don't know that I like Reyna and Pulisic as the two wings. Okay. Yes. Wait. Hold on. Let's just stick with the. Yes. Sorry. I was moving ahead. I also like Robinson a lot. I think Robinson has almost more upside if you think about another. I think he's he's a higher risk, higher but a higher reward. I think. Yeah. I would say, so I, I would, like, ultimately, I would say if he continues to play and continues to get better, I would way rather see Dest on the right and him on the left. I don't think, personally, ultimately. I don't think that the difference between Robinson and Cannon is big enough to, to make put Dest on his worst side. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I don't yeah. think that the difference is, is big enough that it should impact that yeah, desk playing in his, agree. not in his best position. Honestly, maybe Berhalter just wanted to see what it looked like. Like maybe, probably, that may be, I mean, again, which I'm fine with. This is a friendly. So but maybe, also, you know, it's not like Dest didn't out, play well. No, Dest like, played phenomenally. Like, it's but not that he doesn't you. play well on the left. He plays well on the left. It's just yeah. like, he plays well on the left. He just also is better. He's even better on the right. Yeah, I would agree. You know, Sergeant looked 
good. He is, yeah, he looked really good, particularly yeah. on that um, Aronson's goal. The combo between him and Aronson in the oh, lead that up to that goal was fantastic. That was really, really good dribbling from Sargent. Um, I, I just think it's clear that he's growing into that nine position more and more. I, I, I do hope he moves on from Berger Bremen sometime soon-ish yeah. because, okay. because Berger Bremen don't create a lot of chances. So he doesn't have a ton of opportunities to score goals. He has a pretty decent conversion rate for when the opportunities that he does get, but he doesn't, he, it's not a sort of a, a team that suits a, a nine that's looking to develop. So I, I would like to see him, you know what I would like? I would love if Holland leaves this summer at Dortmund yeah, and yeah, Josh yeah, Sargent yeah, yeah. went to Dortmund. I think that would be a perfect fit for him because I don't think he's ready to like jump to a big club. Right. But I think he's, like Werder Bremen doesn't have much to offer him anymore at this point. Yes, like I think I he agree. has things to offer Werder Bremen, but Werder Bremen doesn't have much to offer him. So I I would love to see him at like Dortmund. Um, I do think that they noticed the whole team as a whole noticeably missed West McKinney. Yes. Uh, in particular, I think we also noticeably purely I I, I missed him just we for him. him. But I do think the team as a whole missed him. Um, yeah. I think his presence. Well, also was when you think missed. about who was playing instead of him. No, but not even just that. Like I just think um, like, like not like he just is so good. And I also think that, I mean, this is speculation, but I do think that he's, um, despite being twenty-two, um, a pretty big leadership presence, particularly amongst yes. the. Yes, given how yes. young this team is, I mean, a lot of them are 18, 19, 20. So 22 yes. is like old. <laughs> him, it's team. just funny. It's funny because like it was Pulisic him and Pulisic, Pulisic were like the first and Adams. Him, Pulisic, and Adams are all like 22. They're all like 98. And they're yeah. like the older yeah, guys yeah. of the team. Like, well, it's funny too because it was Pulisic and then McKinney, right? Who broke in. Like McKinney was. And then Adam, Adams pretty shortly thereafter. Yeah. Too. So it's, uh, it's just so. it's. I mean, we I love think- it. This is exactly what we want. Um, and honestly, the fact that, like, it's the fact that, like, McKenney is playing on Juventus and playing such an important role on that team, like, you know he's he's going to have the leadership skills. Yeah, let's talk about, about Brendan Aronson. Because he um, came on in the second half. I didn't watch. Created three goals. He was very very good and I know that we've we've talked about him like really wanting him to be it's going to be really interesting I would love to see him in the starting lineup I don't know how they would swing that the problem is he's probably sitting behind Musa right if you're gonna have Pulisic and Raina play on the wings Sargent's your obvious starting number nine and then you've got Musa with McKinney Adams as your midfield you would assume Brendan Aronson is the first guy off the bench in unless, any of the midfield positions or as a winger wait unless unless this might be a little bit this this might not be worth it because I want Tyler Adams in my midfield but you could put Tyler Adams as one of your fullbacks because he does play like that for Leipzig and then you could put Aronson in the midfield with Musa and McKinney could you if put, we're trying could you to put, could you put Tyler Adams at left back yes yes Yes, I figured it out. Done. So, Berhalter, right now, I figured out your lineup. Hello, Greg Berhalter. <laughs> we've done your job for you. So happy I thought that one through. Adams at left back, Dest at right back. Richards, Richards Brooks is your center backs. Your midfield is McKinney, is McKinney, Musa, Aronson. I've gotten hot. Sergeant as your nine. Reyna Pulisic as your two wings. That's a hot lineup. That's a hot lineup. That is a hot lineup. Has anyone else thought of that? Because did we just crack the code? We just cracked the code. (laughs) 
Talk about ways to make sure all your best players play. I figured it out. How to get your best 11 guys on the field with Katya and that solves. That solves. My God, I'm so, that solves the issue. Now, I'm saying... God, my, my glasses have, started hanging up out of excitement. escaped the matrix. Because Tyler Adams is very, very good. He's very, very good as a six, but he's also very, very good as a left back. But Brendan Aronson, man. I'm just saying, like, if Brendan Aronson continues to play like that, you want him to yeah. be in your midfield, and yeah. you want Tyler Adams on the field, and you want Des playing right back, and you're not going to take Musa off for Aronson, most likely. No so shade. I have... Like, I don't want to shade Tyler Adams. I'm not shading Tyler Adams. But... He's clearly number three of the Pulisic Adams McKenney generation, subgeneration. Yes. Right? And then uh, yeah. established himself the least. And well, I think right. if Aronson contri- continues on the trajectory that he seems to be on, he was on fire in the MLS B Union last year, went to Salzburg, and has done very well at Salzburg. And if he continues, Salzburg is one of those clubs that pumps into the big clubs. I mean, that's where Holland came from. So, like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Though so I think I think we cracked the code. I think we cracked the code, too. Can someone tell Greg Berhalter that he can pay yeah, us? Yeah, someone get a hold of Greg Berhalter. Let him know we did it. Can you tweet at no, him I don't that want we to. figured out I, this? I, I tweet bad things about him too much. You can't look at my Twitter and get blocked. I'll t- I don't. I could tweet at him and be like, I figured out. Just use use the podcast one. Use the oh, podcast yeah, Twitter. <laughs> be like, you figured out your lineup. I, I I we can't be the only one who's thought of that. We can't, we can't be, be the only one who's thought of it. I haven't I really heard anyone. Not. I haven't heard anyone. I haven't heard say anyone it, though say that. But though. there's no way. There's no way we were the first two people to think about that. If we There's were, no way. If we were, I would have patented it. <laughs> if we were, I want some money. If we were U.S. soccer, pay pay off Shut my up. Listen to listen to this podcast. If we were the first people to think of that, U.S. soccer better pay all my bills. I mean, we can't be. It's obvious where Adams plays for Leipzig. We can't possibly be the first people to think of it, but if we are, I want. I'm so money. really proud that we thought of it. Or that, like, I'm that, surprised you know. that we didn't think of it before right now. Honestly, yeah, because we were all on Chris Richards playing instead of playing center back. Because <laughs> we, we were all on how, who plays left back so Des can play right back. Oh, but we and, also had it, but when we last talked about it, we had not seen Brendan Aronson actually play with these after, players. With these guys, and we had seen at post-MLS season. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's Honestly, there fair. was a little bit of a, we really, we think he could be good, but we had also thought he might be a sub. But after the last game, I want him in my side until he proves me I, otherwise. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, Tyra, I was going to play left back, please. And let Des play right back. Solution. <sighs> okay. Um, do we have anything else to say on this matter? Well, that was a pretty euphoric way to end, I think. No, um, I don't have anything else to say on okay. the matter. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.